five, four, three, two, one. What is going on, Punkadella Files? It is a good job that you already know who it is. Barack O'Drama, Engorged Michael, Grunge Bob Squarepants, Vermouth Bader Ginsburg. Let's get Punkadelic. So I'm concerned that I have been boring you all. And uh, from looking at the numbers, it seems that that is definitely the case. I hope that you will excuse me taking a week off because of getting my Canadian permanent residency. Not even like, celebrating, just taking time to take all that in and then uh, indulge myself in a little passion project of reading out an audiobook you know which uh which kept me interested but has had minimal listens look i don't expect any of you that just like listen in week on week to just start listening to fucking hp lovecraft cosmic horror as part of your work day that's why they're bonus episodes but like Know that I got your back and those are there like forever so you can listen to them whenever and they're not the best readings either. Either. <laughs> See, exactly. See, exhibit fucking A. Of course they're not the best. I am a fucking skate. What do I know about reading out fucking fine literature? But the point being that I fucking tried something new. The results are there for you to see and it's like all first take stuff basically. Like I fucking, I realised when I was halfway into this project that the first time, like, I believed going into that project that I had read The Call of Cthulhu. Well, what fucking Vermouth Bader Ginsburg here had actually done was gotten stoned and read the first two chapters and then been like, oh, I'll have to save the third part where Cthulhu fucking appears, for God's sake. Uh, and then had completely forgotten about it. So I was about a third of the way into reading out that last chapter as the part of the audiobook. And I was like, holy fuck, I am absolutely riveted, this bit's unreal, how did I forget about this? And it's like, oh, I am a fucking mong, I completely spazzed out on reading this last chapter, what am I doing? Like, go back through this podcast, I'll 100% claim on at least one or two occasions to have read The Call of Cthulhu cover to cover. So, uh, point being, maybe we've gotten away from the point a bit here, but point being, uh, that's just something that's there if you ever felt like having a fucking audiobook to uh, pass about an hour. It's about an hour 20 in total. And you can let me know if it would be more helpful if it was all uploaded as one. Because I believe that would be possible. And I'll just I'll do that if that's the case. Uh, but it's just, it's there. Someday you might get into it. Someday, sometime you might not. You know, uh, I'm kind of fascinated by Lovecraft and why... But like, I'm just fascinated by stuff that like everybody else is fascinated by that has never come across my doorstep in the same way as Lovecraft. Like it is truly everywhere in like nerd culture and heavy metal. Like what fucking what death metal band worth their fucking salt doesn't have a couple of songs that are fucking Lovecraft inspired, if not a full album in Revocation's case. And uh, even George R. R. Martin's up to his fucking eyes in it, like stealing terms straight out of Lovecraft's work to use in Game of Thrones when he gets stuck sometimes, he says. So, anyway, I thought it was boring, yes, so I thought we'd do a bit of a format change tonight. Which, the more I think about it and the more I realised how fucking ripped I am after rolling a box joint. Does anybody know what I mean about a box joint? Just like, 
get all the weed that's fallen down to the bottom of the box and roll something out of that and you're like you're playing with fucking like you're really really playing with fire because it can go either way like it could all just be dud weed that's been in there exposed to your absolute duff that you just like you'd be as well smoking fucking shit that you found under the sofa you know what i'm saying but it might not be fucking six months old. The chances are it's, you know, all of it is basically one week old and just has fucking fallen in there and it's still as potent as fuck. And it's mixed up with a little bit of stuff from two and three weeks back and then it's just, it's a heady concoction and you don't know what's going on. So, that's why if I sound slow as fuck tonight, it's because I am. And that's making me majorly regret, regret <laughs> picking this as what we're going to do tonight. But fucking whatever, Punkadelic Podcast is nothing if it is not honest. So what I was going to do, this episode is going to be called Overpower Hour because, um, I don't know, I like that phrase. And what we're going to do is I am going to get in and out from here within 60 minutes. Because I feel like the last podcast was over two hours and the one before that was 152 and then there was the audiobook in the middle and... Um, there was a week off and the numbers just fucking hit the fucking floor. People are just fucking checked out. I don't know what it is. Maybe I fundamentally misunderstand how people listen to podcasts, but whatever. I'm honestly just looking at it as a challenge to get back to fucking... And I'm not talking about getting back to like number one on iTunes charts or anything. I'm talking about getting my fucking estimated audience. And what's the what are the figures actually called? Estimated audience and unique listens within the last seven days up out of single digits again they have been growing steadily and we are four plays away from obviously what's going to be my favorite screenshot of all time when it says plays 666 and nobody like click on a bunch of stuff and try and fuck that up for me because if i log in someday and that's 667 i will fucking kill myself do you understand also just never just click play or anything for my sake like don't like just let it be organic i'd rather just know how many people are listening you know never think that you're doing me a favor by fucking trying to rig the system like i don't know if i ever mentioned that before but like just from working in marketing i just know that it's like you're you're not really helping your heart is in absolutely the right place and i thank you so much for it but don't worry about it just enjoy the fucking podcast and um, i might have mentioned this a few weeks back as well but the best way that you can ever support this fucking podcast is to recommend it to one other person uh, that'll that will really enjoy it um if if such a person exists or you think they exist just let them know, let them know that uh, this podcast is being made and it's out there. And the Punkadelic podcast is a podcast about the things that make life worth living, baby. So, what we're also going to do during Overpower Hour is uh, something I've wanted to do for a while now. And just happen to have the equipment to do here tonight. We're going to launch a brand new segment called Only Cans, whereby I'm going to have a fucking, a really nice can of a wild craft beer over the hour. We'll, uh, we'll sip at it, it's not a... It's not something we're going to be fucking throwing down the hatch, even though there is an absolutely biblical heat wave in BC. Seriously, if you look it up, the world fucking record temperature ever recorded in Canada was set and then broken like two days in a row there in this town just north of Vancouver called Lighton. And it was like 50 degrees centigrade almost outside. Fucking mental. Or Celsius. I don't know what the right word is there. But not Fahrenheit. That's all I fucking know because I never understand what's going on over here. Anywho, so what I'm drinking here tonight is a Phillips Brewing Winter Staycation Tropical Stout. Let me give you the fucking lowdown from the side of the can here. There's no place like home, so get cosy and crack into a can of Staycation Tropical Stout. Featuring a smooth sweetness and dry, coffee-like roasted barley fermented using a special strain of Kvik yeast. 
from Lerdal, Norway. Oh, I cocked up both those words, no doubt. That adds pineapple and orchard fruit flavours and aromas. Happy Hollis Day. Yeah, that's another thing. So, uh, it's just me and the dog here right now. His mum's going to come home from shopping at some point and he is going to go absolutely mental and it's going to be all over whatever I'm saying at the time. So, uh, there are a few things that might fuck up the whole recording thing tonight. So, we're going to start the hour timer now shortly. I know that this has been kind of kind of a long intro, but like it's still, we're going to keep it the overall thing. It's going to be around an hour. It might actually come in a little bit under. Uh, so where was it? Yes, um, the times might be a bit screwed up. Okay, I'm going to work to a one hour timer, but I will have to cut out stuff in the regular fashion, like, like stuff you won't miss, so don't fucking freak out about it. But I just mean like if I fucking sniff or cough or burp or fucking feel like i'm gonna throw up or the dog goes insane or i don't know any number of fucking things can happen but i'm just saying if the if they do i'm gonna cut them out so that you don't hear gross stuff like the inside of my back teeth like what the fuck you know you don't need to hear those clicking together and fucking mucus moving around them and i go to great lengths every single fucking week to cut all that out so i don't want this to be the first one that you start hearing them just so that we get in and out in an hour anyway <clears throat> Excuse me, see, case in point, I'll leave that in just to make a fucking point, alright? But, point being, we're trying something a bit different. I just want to let you know that it's not going to be exactly 60 minutes on the dot, okay? This isn't a fucking live stream or anything. We're still, and anything that I'm cutting out is just going to be the gross stuff. So, don't shit yourself about it. So, without any further ado, let's get fucking after it. Oh, and yes, case in point as well, I want to make... I want to be, I want to reserve the right right now, because it's my fucking podcast, number one, but just because it makes good goddamn sense, number two, put a few minutes back on the timer, if I have to run outside and see if anything's going on, because there's loads of noise out our back today, the dog might crack up, and um, somebody might be on my back deck stealing stuff, there's not really too much out there worth a whole lot right now, but there is a box joint that is integral to the progress of this show, at which 30 minutes will go out and we'll hit like a champ. Probably just smash off two or three hand bongs and get back in here. What about time? We're under pressure here tonight. So, alright, where the fuck was it, Punkadella fans? And my apologies, I have no idea what this is going to sound like through the edit, but either way, I know I was just waffling my way through an intro there and then I got caught up in this fucking bullshit text conversation for 10 minutes. Because I was trying to look at my phone to start the fucking timer. Thank God I didn't start the timer at least, because if I had started that and gotten going... And then things had gotten gnarled up. I guess it would have felt fucking twice as bad. So here we fucking go. And then we get set up with everything again. Sat back down to my ass. Get this fucking timer started. Get this party going. Get in. Get out. Get even. If you know what that where that's from. That's the slogan for the fucking Mark Wahlberg remake of The Italian Job. Bad movie. Bad movie. But Charlize Theron possibly at her absolute finest. Okay. Here we go. Gonna try and do these things simultaneously. Let's see how this works out. Alright, 59, 56, 55, 54, 53, 52, 51. Let's go, Punkadelic. Alright, let's hit this fucking beer. You know what, that's nowhere near as bad as I was actually fearing that this was going to be. It's pretty sweet. It's like, it's not like outright fruited, you know, it's the it's just fruity notes from the hops. So, 
pretty good one. We're going to stay with this and we'll check in with this sort of at every every quarter of the hour and see how it's going, whether it's keeping its fizz or anything. Like, I don't know. I don't really know how to review beer, but we're going to be checking in with it every 15 minutes because that is the sort of thing you do when you know how to produce good fucking shows. Let's go. All right, what do we got up first? First up, I got an honest to fucking God, like an honest to Christ, honest to goodness, clean as your mask, cunt, junk email during the week, straight up scam. You ready? So this is from Mrs. Gertie Jenkins. I am Ms. Gertie Jenkins. I am a US citizen, 58 years old. I am one of those people that took part in receiving inheritance funds in East and West Africa many years ago, and they refused to pay me. I had paid different fees while in the United States trying to get my funds from those banks and lottery organizers, but all to no avail. So I decided to travel to Wright City, Oklahoma with all my compensation documents, and I was directed by the Federal Bureau of Investigation Director to contact Mr. Edward J. David, who is a representative of the International Monetary Fund, human rights activist, and a member of the Compensation Award Committee currently in Wright City, Oklahoma, and I contacted him and he explained everything to me. He said, whoever is contacting us through emails are fake. Mr. John Emerson personally directed me on how to, my, on how to claim my inheritance fund. He directed me to the paying... He directed me to the paying bank for the claim of my compensation payment. Right now I am the happiest woman on earth because I have received my compensation funds amounting to 7.5 million quid. Moreover, Mr John Emerson showed me the full information of those that are yet to receive their payments and those whose inheritance had not been paid and the list of all outstanding contractors that were owed that are yet to receive their payments and I saw your email as one of the beneficiaries on the list he showed me. That is why I decided to email you to stop dealing with those people. They are not with your funds. They are only making money out of you. I will advise you to contact Mr John Emerson. Kindly send your personal details to provide him your identification such as below. Full name, address, phone number, country. Then he's got his fucking, his email address. You have to stop dealing with those people and telling you that your fund is with them. It is not in any way with them. They are only taking advantage of you and they will dry you up until you have nothing left. The only money I paid after I met Mr John Emerson was for full legal affidavit to support my claim and approval of my compensation funds release, which will enable the transfer of the funds immediately to your bank account or whichever way you desire to receive your payment. Take note of that and I will advise you to contact him ASAP if you wish to receive your fund without any further wasting of time. Jesus H. Christ, what even, like, what do people be thinking? Absolute fucking garbage. Get that the fuck out of here. Like, all those fucking explanations in there. It's just like, yeah, I don't know who the fuck you are, bitch. Like, number one, first and foremost, Gertie Jenkins. Like, I don't know anybody called fucking Jenkins. Get the fuck out of here. Alright, 56 minutes to go. For some mad reason there, the timer fucking paused. What the fuck was that all about? Anyway. Still on still on track here. Man, it's good to have Rick and Morty back. And I'm not sure if anybody's seen the first two episodes of season 5 yet. But it is just so, so mind-bending. It seems like such a great idea to watch this show high. But like, just trying to pick up on... Not the finer details of the show, which, you know, is half the fun of being a nerd these days. But, like, just the regular old plot. Like, what happens in this episode? And then, even if you watch a Stone Cold Sober, trying to recall it the next day, what exactly happened in it is just an absolute head melt. And that second episode, where everything was all decoys and clones, was a prime example of that. I'm still not entirely sure how it turned out that Rick was the squids. Like... I'm not sure, but either way, it's just good to have a show that's operating on the, that many levels back and give me a great chance to go and watch Rick and Morty Season 4 again. And that Episode 6 of that one 
of uh, season four where they're on a train and it's like everything is about the structure of a story and it's all hyper meta it's like holy fuck that is a an impressive feat of writing and uh, i would definitely gonna go and watch a couple more breakdowns on that and see if there's any content for punkadelic podcast that i can fucking rip off from somewhere else as per usual but totally totally recommend you go and check those out if you haven't gotten onto those yet let's see what we got here now as well uh let's go with fucking let's go a little bit of punkadelic science have we done that in a minute there's usually one or two things that will just come and grab us in terms of punkadelic science in a week and we'll get it we'll get it thrown in here so here we go scientists discovered a dragon man species that may be our closest relative a skull from Harbin City, China, dates back at least 146,000 years old and is one of the most complete archaic human fossils ever found. I feel like that could have been worded a little bit easier. Anyway. An ancient human skull with a murky backstory represents an entirely new species nicknamed Dragon Man that may be an even closer relative of modern humans than Neanderthals, reports a trio of new studies that could rewrite the evolutionary history of our family tree. Alright, so this is fucking important, so listen. The exquisitely preserved cranium was reportedly found in 1933 during the construction of the Dongjiang Bridge in Harbin City, China, but it has remained inaccessible to the public and to scientists for nearly a century. The person who first discovered the skull concealed it in an abandoned well where it remained safely hidden throughout many tumultuous decades until his descendants discovered the family secret and donated the specimen to the Geoscience Museum at Hebei Geo University. Oh, here we go. The person who first discovered the skull concealed it in an abandoned well where it remained safely hidden throughout the blah blah blah. Yeah, we read that sentence already. Anyway, it's at this fucking museum in China. The for, the, this fortuitous recovery has now enabled scientists to at last identify the skull as one of the most complete archaic human fossils, which provides critical evidence for studying the diversification of the Homo genus and the origin, the origin of Homo sapiens, the name for our own modern species. Accord. Yes, thank you. These studies are the first efforts to date the age and find the origin of the cranium, says the Professor of Primatology and Paleoanthropology. Okay, so I'm just trying to read through here. Vice has just got a whole bunch of fucking bullshit in here. Pretty much half of the sentences in here are fucking worthless, so let's just pick out what's important. Um, so the skull is at least 146,000 years old, and it is compositionally similar to other Harbin fossils from this era, which is known as the Middle Pleistocene. Pleistocene. Okay, if I knew more about history, I would know when that was. But 146,000 years ago, what was going on? The skull is unusually intact with only one missing tooth and slight damage on the left cheekbone. And because of that, they're able to reconstruct much, many more details about the individual. As its nickname implies, the cranium likely belonged to a male that died at the around the age of 50, the brain volume of the cranium is large, on par with a modern human, and the face has a striking resemblance to Homo sapiens, according to the study, although it also has many archaic features, such as a thick brow, a wide mouth, and large teeth. So is this like a missing link? Is this like a Bigfoot? Is this like a Tarzan? What the fuck is this? 
trust vice to make this just as fucking complicated as possible oh maybe this is a bit more straight up the dragon man lived in a woodland floodplain and subsisted through hunter-gatherer techniques much like its genetic relatives the cold winters in the region suggest that this species must have been extremely hardy the authors note that the very large size of the harbin individual as judged from the size of the cranium may indicate physical adaptation to such conditions before their rigorous new analyses, Nee's team thought the skull might belong to an Asian branch of the well-known group Homo heidelbergensis. Wow, fuck that up big time. But the studies, which include evaluations of less intact specimens that might belong to the same lineage, revealed the unexpected and exciting result that H. longi is the sister group of H. sapiens. To place the dragon man into its wider family tree, the the researchers created a data set of traits observed in 95 fossils from the heads of various homo species that <laughs> homo species that lived over the course of hundreds of thousands of years. This comparative approach suggested that the common ancestor of H. sapiens and H. longi has a more recent origin than the common ancestor of humans and Neanderthals, an extinct species that is widely thought to be our closest relative. So the dragon man might be a closer relative than the Neanderthals. So that's pretty fucking significant right? Um, our own ancestors and Neanderthals were genetically similar enough to interbreed before their lineage died out some 40,000 years ago, leaving modern humans as the last survivors of the Homo family. Many humans alive today still contain a small percentage of Neanderthal DNA from these ancient interactions which occurred in Europe. It's not clear whether H. sapiens spread far enough into Eastern Asia to interact with H. longi, but it is possible according to the new studies. Yo, didn't fucking Homo sapiens, like I'm not saying us, but like early homo sapiens just ate all the neanderthals or did i just fundamentally misunderstand why everyone was buzzing about that book sapiens hmm this article still goes our study reveals that the homo genus once had quite high diversity their divergent times of different homo species slash populations are much deeper than we have thought our own species homo sapiens actually has a quite deep root of origin to build on these provocative new findings, the team plans to do more morphological studies based on high-resolution CT technology to test more phylogenetic analysis models, to try saying that 10 times fast, to do more fieldwork in the Harbin area, to excavate more fossils and artifacts, and try to do ancient DNA proteomic, probably fucked that up, analyses. The future avenues of research will reveal further insights about the Dragon Man and its broader community in Asia, which could have major implications for under understanding our own species. But as tempting as it is to think of H. longi only in relation to ourselves, this fascinating population also deserves to be viewed as a unique evolutionary story according to the study. If these East Asian archaic humans indeed belong to a monophyletic evolutionary lineage sister to the H. sapiens lineage, this human lineage must have been as successful as the early H. sapiens populations in Africa and the Mideast because they dis distributed in a very large area, including some extreme environments, the team concluded. Okay, so this is fucking important, but I guess we just don't know quite enough right now. But if we start thinking about more and... Hmm. Interesting. So is that a picture of the skull? It's pretty scary looking. We'll have to get a picture of that up on the Punkadelic Podcast Instagram. Alright, 47 minutes and 17 seconds to go. Let's check back in with our tropical stout. I still definitely don't hate it. You know, a tropical start, you just think, nah, that should not work. But you know what? It does. It's just, it's just like drinking a beer that's much lighter than a stout. I'm not sure. I'm not entirely sure what makes a stout a stout. I don't know the difference in like production between all the different craft beers, but 
you know, I'm no fucking journalist about it all. I just thought that we could try this because we had the hour format. We could, you know, see how it fucking changes over the hour. Let's, yeah, so let me see. Let's get a fucking good taste of this. All right, and we'll see how that changes moving through. So there you go. The fucking Dragon Man is like... So what? That's like Asia's version of the Neanderthals. Maybe they had the same battle with those things, the Dragon Men, as we had with the the Neanderthals. But then, I don't know, did they maybe have a straight-up fight with them? or And then we were just fucking over there, Game of Thrones and it all, fucking half-riding, half-eating, just fucking plowing and fucking... I don't know. I don't know. Well, that's one. That's one to make your head spin, though. That there was a distinct species that's more closely related to humans than Neanderthals, running about one hundred forty-six thousand years ago, at the same time as humans and Neanderthals. Huh? Wouldn't know what bathroom to go into. Christ, I'm unappreciated. Okay, here we go. Oh fuck! I just remembered. Like, why did I put this into the notes? This is such a fucking bummer. This is like. Man charged for gruesome Father's Day decapitation in New Mexico Park. And there's this boy whose eyes are in completely different postcodes. Like, I mean, I don't know if one's lazy, both are lazy, one's is good eye. Like, I don't know. It's just, they're all over the fucking shop here. Joel Arseniega Sands, 25, was charged with first degree murder in the slaying of James Garcia at a Las Cruces Park. New Mexico man is charged with killing and decapitating. So that's the word that caught my eye. You know, you don't read that in a headline every too often. With killing and decapitating a 51-year-old man at a local park on Sunday, then kicking the severed head around, according to a report. Uh, charged with first-degree murder in the slaying of James Garcia, where cops found him near the murder scene with a bloody knife and dried blood on his clothes. Well, that'll do it. That'll fucking do it. You want to get those things fucking disposed of straight away, and then you want to take your car to get a spray. And that's if Grand Theft Auto has taught us nothing, which it hasn't. Uh, authorities said he later confessed to the grisly slaying, allegedly admitting that he dragged the victim's body into the street and kicked his severed head around. Uh, he claimed that Garcia had robbed him days earlier and raped his wife several years ago, but cops found no proof. He had been arrested on unrelated vandalism charges recently as last month, but was released on $2,000 of bail over prosecutors' objections. He was also charged in a fatal shooting in 2017, but this case was, was dropped after a key witness was found to own a gun of the same calibre as the murder weapon. Fucking hell, who is this fucking... What's going on down here? This is fucking Breaking Bad kicking off. Like, this is New Mexico. This is the heartland. This boy, look at him. I mean, he doesn't look like fucking... Cartel material. I don't know, fucking go-kart material more like oh shit and then his sister's selling them out fuck uh the sister oh no it's the sister of a victim in another shooting oh for god's sake so yeah so that conscious shouldn't have been running about but like decapitating someone and playing fucking football with their head like that's you know that's pretty fucking metal like i mean if i mean knife to my throat Threat of it, threat of my head being used as a soccer ball. Could I honestly look you all in the eyes and say that that's not punkadelic? Hmm, I'm not really sure. Uh, guess if there's a vengeance angle in there that's true, if the rape really happened, maybe we could structure it such a way. But otherwise, that's just like, I don't know, that's just like some Jesse Pinkman, not Jesse Pinkman, that's just like fucking. What do you call Badgers, mate? Skinny Pete? That's just... <laughs> he came fucking being decapitated. 
Oh, anyway, I knew that was going to fucking put me in a fucking bummer of a mood. I should never read that out. Anyway, here we go. Look, here is a fucking screenshot I had from Twitter. Who was the hardest pound-for-pound puncher in MMA history? If other, please comment and say who your pick is. Volchanchnin, I don't even know who the fuck that is. Hendrix, McGregor, so the fucking... uh, the options then in the poll itself are Dan Henderson, Anthony Rumble Johnson, Francis Ngannou and other. And I hit uh, Dan Henderson just to see like where it was at. I honestly couldn't think and I was like sort of thinking like maybe, um, you know, McGregor at 45 maybe deserves a shout but probably not. So like then Rumble certainly like just seemed to fucking turn people's lights out. Um, and Francis obviously as well but Francis's game is just so sort of overwhelming and not necessarily as clean so uh i don't know i just went with dan henderson just so i could see the results of the poll so it's anyway dan henderson 11 percent rumble johnson 36 and ganu with 44 nine percent for others so i just thought that that was very interesting loads of people thinking that fucking um what's his face here francis is the hardest puncher pound for pound absolutely ever i just feel like that's recency bias i'm not definitely certain that that's true although it very well might be and you know i mean whatever's going on with what they're doing to him now with this interim title belt is obviously absolutely crazy beer's still good beer's still real good and there's still a real tropical kick to it it's not the whole mouthful like as it moves over your palate there's definitely there's a couple of seconds in there of tropical and then it's changing it up again it's complicated whatever they're doing with the hops in there i don't understand all that magic that jiggery pokery but here we go all right so i was going to listen along live to two different songs but i probably wrote that note before i broke my headphones so now i only have one working earphone so that fucking stinks um and i definitely don't want to risk putting live music in here oh i guess i could Hmm, I'm not sure and now I'm running rapidly out of time. I don't have time to think about this shit. 39. 39 minutes to go here. Uh do I have spurs? No, I know I don't have spurs. I don't want to listen to. So the music that I want to listen to is Mammoth, the new band by Wolfgang Van Halen and Smith Cotson, which is one of the dweebs from Iron Maiden, teamed up with like one of the guitar players. Uh it has teamed up with Richie Cotson, so I'd say that that is pretty fucking guitar fucking shredlicious. Uh, Shredlicious. <laughs> you ever see that page on Instagram, Masters of Shred, and they're like, oh, it's Shred Regis. It's Shred Lodic. It's, uh, the, oh, he's playing a Shrif. And I was just like, Jesus, come on, mate. It's nearly as bad as the fucking marketing on a, there's a goat sanctuary called, uh, the Goats of Anarchy, and their brand stinks because, uh, they've just got a t shirt that's like, fight like a goat. And they've got another one called, uh, like, you know, to the tune of the Beyonce song, it's like, who runs the world? Goats. And it's just like, but like, it would be funny if it was kind of true, you know, and that's why, you know, it's it's like, you know, it's a, it's a laugh as it is, you know, who runs the world? Girls. And it's like, well, that's hilarious, quite frankly. But uh, you get what I'm saying? Like, if goats did have more of a claim to run on the world, it would be funnier, but it's not, it stinks. So anyway, I'm not really sure how we get on to that. Let's have another fucking go tropical start anyway. I might just have to do this with one headphone. Maybe that's the maybe that's the gimmick. One headphone reviews. Maybe that's the new fucking podcast. If I had time, like I'd love to just split this up into like five different podcasts, like totally fucking drop out of being a productive citizen altogether. Walloper Watch would it be its own, the sauce would be its own, the theme would be its own. 
start a separate game book podcast and then start a separate HP Lovecraft reading podcast. None of them would ever get any traction, but like, at least I feel better about like not wasting my spare time looking at whatever fucking guff Netflix has to throw my way. Now, I'm turning my tablet on to get this fucking music on and do one-eared reviews. It's going to tell me that it's out of batteries and I'm going to go fucking mental because every single device that I own, my computer, my fucking phone, my iPod, my tablet, has just literally been out of battery for the last week. I don't understand. No matter how much charge I put in them, every time I turn around, they're just all fucked. Yep, there we go. It's at 0%. That's fucking handy. Oh, SD card's missing. Anna's got an unsupported SD card. Well, which fucking is it? And now both of those have gone, so it's obviously fucking stop shitting itself. Right, hang on. Got the charger in just as it turned off. That's no good. So, problem being here then is what are we going to do about this fucking timer if... If I pause the timer, I'm going to have to get the timer going on the computer and then use the phone as the musical outlet because the fucking speaker's fucked up on the computer. Now, you don't understand, like, what I'm fucking working with over here. Like, it's not, like, professional rig. Like, there's no fucking young Jamie here working the fucking knobs and fucking working my knob. Like, it's just... It's just day. And that's it. Okay? Everything that you fucking hear, for better or worse, fucking produced by me. Alright, where am I going? Okay, pause. 3527. Not really sure what way either of these are going to go. What do you want to do first? You want to do Mammoth first? WVH Wolfgang Van Halen. Where did I hear him being interviewed that was super entertaining? You should totally check it out. Uh, it was on the Bill Burr podcast. And Bill Burr's a real Van Halen and classic rock nerd. So it was really, really cool. Um, speaking of podcast recommendations, I'm super excited to see all this stuff that Tarantino has been doing. Tarantino was on Joe Rogan, Mark Marin, and did two hours with The Ringer. Um, their movie podcast during the week there so he's promoting the novelization of once upon a time in hollywood which i'm also excited to get because i previously got the django comic book which was based on his full script so it had nothing cut out so it was a little bit more interesting but also there was a sequel where he teamed up with zorro and it's just it's cool to see those characters get a little bit more life and it's i think it'll be interesting to see how tarantino writes a novel for a number one and all the reviews that i've seen so far have pretty much been glowing and i just wouldn't but past tarantino's reputation to just get that over but i'm hoping to be pleasantly surprised of course now let's see mammoth wolfgang van halen all right 34 minutes to go on overpower hour one of your reviews starting in two one go if you want to listen along at home that was it we started this, the official video for don't back down by mammoth wvh of course there's a whole load of shit being done here in the video not musical that now i'll just have to talk over and all right so every character in the video is just him he plays every instrument on this album right evh amp of course I just have no idea what this is going to sound like. And I'm excited because his bass contributions to the Tremonti albums were always sick. Um, I just assume that he's a good guitar player from playing with his father, obviously. As a drummer, I don't know. Singer, no idea. 
you just figure that he's probably picked something up around the house or maybe around his Uncle Alex's house. So let's fucking see. Alright, now is this band going to start playing? Are they finished fucking around with this video gimmick that they've got going on? No, I'm waiting on you, sir. I'm waiting on you. Oh, this was totally worth it. <laughs> that tone is just filthy straight off the bat. Fuzzy. Love it. What does it remind me of? Am I getting royal blood vibes from this? Yeah, that's it, actually. Royal blood for sure. But that's, you know, we want to talk about tone. Like that band, Royal Blood, is built on fucking tone. Oh, yeah, I love this. And I dig this band. This reminds me of Motor Sister, if you're fans of that. Don't hate the vocals. Figured they'd be the weak part. It's simplistic drums, but like I like that in a rock context. You want to sort of have space in between the drums. Like you can drive a fucking bus through. Listen to any Joe Bonamassa live album. That's what I like. Love the percussive riffing. That's fucking groovy. This movie reminds me of Clutch a little bit. That's high praise. Clutch rock when they're going. Wow, this kind is talented. We're going to have to give him that. Absolutely no doubt about it. Well done, young Wolfgang. Before we even get near the solos. Oh, here we go. Just like whatever a band does up until their breakdowns is almost like a moot point. Like this is where shit gets interesting. All right, and he's going for a vocal build, and that's cool. Leading to a solo, yeah. Oh. Sort of an anti-solo, grungy. I love it. I said I was going to like this band and now I'm so fucking certain of it. Shout out to the fucking box joints. <laughs> yeah, dig this song, dig this video, dig this band. We're 30 minutes on the timer. Almost halfway done with the Empower Hour or whatever the fuck we're calling this. Only cans. Fuck, this rocks. Yes, go out on this riff, boys. Oh, shit, there's like a minute left. I was like, yeah, just carry me out on this. Beautiful. Will there be another solo? Wow, I can't wait to listen to this with two earphones. Won't, <laughs> Won't that be sick? <laughs> oh fuck shout out both headphones that work earphones where both of the things work is that a Starcaster he's playing there that's a cool guitar that I don't know a lot about would like to only Fender with the upside down headstock oh my god this is fucking Sick. This is the fucking sound of the summer right here. 
Oh, that's so filthy, the little hex scrape. Fuck, I am going to fucking scream about this one from the mountaintops. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> that's funny as fuck, too, in the video. He said something so funny on that fucking Bill Burr podcast. Like, he was saying, like, some guy was shouting at him from the crowd one time, like, really, really, really biblically heckling him. And he was just like, like, what the fuck is that guy's problem? I don't come down to wherever he works and knock all the dicks out of his mouth. <laughs> and he was so, like, well-mannered up to that point. It just sort of blew out of nowhere. It was a fucking laugh. Now, I said we'd go and get fucking stone at the half-hour point. Should we do that before we listen to fucking Smith Cotson? Or should we... No, we'll do that. So I'm going to I'm gonna pause the timer right now. And we're back in 27, 57, 56, 55, 54... Okay, so hit the box joint, came back in here. The tropical start is going so well. Can't recommend Phillips Brewery enough. Uh, this beer is actually totally drinkable. I was for sure that this was going to be a one and doneer, but no, not saying you necessarily should, could or should. But if somebody bought you four of these and you didn't know what to do one night, it would be fine. Okay, that's what I'm here to tell you. You would be okay. It's complicated now that we're 30 minutes into it it's taken on a lot more of a coconutty flavor that's coming through a lot more strongly and the tropical is tropical is tapering out a little bit hopefully that by the time i get around to having another good go at it in about 15 minutes um there's still some tropical in there and then so i think that i can't quite remember i think that smith cotson was our last fucking bit before uh before we'll just do some walloper, walloper watch and get out of here so we've got three videos here, one five days ago called Solar Fire. Um, that's a pretty cool name. I'm literally going to go by the length here. What's about five minutes long? I want five minutes. Okay, I'm going to go with the Solar Fire one here. One year phone reviews. This could be This could be the makings of this fucking pod. Okay, it's like classic rock. Then we get more descriptive for you. It's like, it's upbeat. It's like power pop. Interesting guitar tones. Of course, you're going to have Richie Cotton's, Cotton singing. Man, the man's voice is like fucking butter. Okay, they're not racing through this or anything. This is nice and laid back pace. Okay, the licks have started to be traded. Oh, Smith can sing. Oh, here we go. Okay, I don't hate his vocals. I hate your band, Iron Maiden, they stink. Something to do with all those Union Jacks. I don't know, just makes me flaccid, you know. This is glam as fuck, I am into it. Bet it sounds great with two earphones, bet it fucking does. Wow, this is actually, I mean, this is cool. This is really cool. I'm still blown away by Mammoth, WVH. But the solos are going to blow it out of the water once we get going here. This video's dumb as fuck, and I love it. And I love it. There's bitches, there's fire, there's headbands, aviators. Fuck yeah. Cotson's just a cool motherfucker, isn't he? I don't know shit about Smith, but 
I know that Richie Cotson is a cool cunt. Not sure who that is on drums. Looks like fucking Kid Rock. Not sure who she is, but I definitely fucking want to know. You gotta watch this video. Trust me, boys. You like fire? You like bitches? Get a fucking watch. Do you like guitars? What are you fucking waiting for, son of a bus? Here we go, solo time. See, that's fucking tasty. You bet he doesn't get fucking time to do stuff like this in that fucking band. Richie Cotson, just fucking fabulous as per. Oh, there he goes. A little bit of hyper shred from Richie Cotson every single time with that dude. Hyper shred where there's no need for it. Like him too much to really care though. Alright, Solar Fire by Smith Cotson. Nobody's disgraced themselves here at all. This is fucking cool. wonder how the whole album sounds like i'm a big fan of like collaboration albums and like supergroup stuff because like although obviously sometimes it can be a cynical cash grab and it can turn out shit like sometimes it can be like the energy of jumping in at like a lower level where like you know they're not going to be headlining shit like they might just have a couple of club dates they might not have a major budget they might not be in a major studio you know they might, there's restrictions because they've got their own big bands to go back to and stuff so there are ways of getting more grit in there, so like it can be fun, and I don't ever knock them just because they are a supergroup. I'll always give it a fair shout. This is sounding pretty fucking cool. This could be a, like sounds like these two guys are having a fucking fun time writing fucking blues rock. I mean, Smith. I mean, Cotson's never stopped doing it, but like maybe Smith just doesn't get to do that all the time. Wasn't his last band with the fucking frontman from Sixth? How the fuck did that ever happen? That must have been a weird one. I bet that's dunk and i bet everyone was like wow this is fucking great i bet they were tripping over themselves to say what a fucking good record yeah no doubt i can fucking see it now i can fucking hear it i can fucking taste it and do you know what it is it tastes like fucking shit <laughs> right hang on 21 minutes to go almost time for the best segment in podcasting let's get back to only channels let's see how this has been fucking mellowing out here Alright, so, very last bit of business before we get into the best segment in podcasting. Walloper Watch told a fucking bad story about Fred Durst last week. So, wanted to do something fucking positive about Limp Bizkit this week. So, this was an interesting story that I saw on Louder Sound. And I thought I'd read this out to you. Um, probably one of the few ways that Louder Sound will actually be able to bring their articles to about seven people. Because the absolute hack of their website it is advert city disgraceful so wes borland says that limp biscuit have a great record incoming if fred durst ever finishes his vocals limp biscuit have written 35 songs for the follow-up to 2011's gold cobra album which is limp biscuit's most consistent album i would argue and are waiting on perfectionist frontman fred durst to record his vocals says guitarist wes borland speaking to avenged sevenfold bassist johnny christ <laughs> for his drinks with johnny podcast but a bad name Borland revealed the band have tried seven times to finish what would be their sixth studio album, still provisionally titled Stampede of the Disco Elephants. Great title, can't tell me otherwise. But Durst has thrown away his vocals each time, as he's been unsatisfied with the vision for the album. 
We've been working on stuff, working on stuff, working on stuff, says Borland, and Fred has been consistently kind of unsatisfied with where the vision is, I guess. So we've released singles, like we did Ready to Go and we did Endless Slaughter. We probably have 35 songs recorded instrumentally, and he's done vocals on them and then thrown the vocals away. Done vocals and then gone, fuck this, and thrown it away. So I think he's finally at the point now where he's going to pick a set of these songs that he's finally cool with and finish them, and we're going to finish the record. So, fingers crossed. Asked if he hazard, might hazard a guess at which Limp Bizkit album number six mighty... but I fucked that sentence up. Asked if he might hazard a guess at which Limp Bizkit album number six mighty finally see the light of day. No, see, that's... What the fuck is that sentence? Borland was understandably loath to commit to a date and suggested the album would very likely emerge under a different title. He did, however, suggest that the songs feature the best stuff I've ever done as a musician. So that's exciting, right? Wes Borland says it's the best stuff he's ever done as a musician. I want fucking in. He says, I'm not in charge of Fred's vocals. I'm way done with my parts on the record. I'm sure I'll go back in and play a little bit more after. But it's fucking Fred Durst. He went from being a darling to everybody's most hated person in the world. He we broke up as a band. He's tried to find his footing, I think, on a bunch of these songs. He's so talented and I love him so much as a brother. But if he's not ready to do it, he's not ready to do it. My whole thing is I force things. But I'm happy to make mistakes and get embarrassed and go, oh, I shouldn't have done that. But I just like to put stuff out. But he's a perfectionist, so we'll see when he's ready to do it. I doubt it'll be called Stampede of the Disco Elephants at that point. I will definitely say that the riffs and the music, it's the best stuff I've ever done as a musician, I think. I'm so pleased with the direction the music went, and I love what we did as a band. And I've heard a bunch of his sort of demoed vocals over the stuff, and they're great. So I have no doubt that he's going to come and bring it, and it's going to be a great record. For more revelations from Limp Bizkit's guitarist, including anecdotes about the ghosts in his old house, why he didn't feel like a part of the metal community, and the inspiration behind his stage personas and outfits, check out the full interview below. But I'll tell you what we will not be doing, is checking out the full interview on any fucking member of Avenged Sevenfold's album. But anyway, there you go. So there is fucking hope that we will get that fucking mythical sixth Limp Bizkit album, which, you know, Gold Cobra certainly... Not without its charms, not without its charms at all, has a fucking, basically, a sequel... The break stuff in Shark Attack. Who's complaining about that? Um, you know, some great stuff on there. That auto-tune with Fred Durst clearly having the time of his life. Gold Cobra itself. So ridiculous. Alright, speaking of the ridiculous, it is time that we get round to the best segment in podcasting. It's Walloper Watch. They live in your community. Get the fuck out. They comment on your posts. <sighs> Their parents feel them. Fucking disgraceful. They are wallopers. Have a fucking word with yourself. Alright, you're very welcome to Walloper Watch. It's the part of the show where we're taking people to task for bad behaviour online. We're not going after people that are just like outright committing acts of trolling or debauchery or whatever. Like, it's just something more insidious. Like, somebody just walloping, you're just like, like, what are you doing? doing with your life that you think that writing these comments is going to help anything there has to be like an under fucking pinning quality of trying to help or educate or a smug sense of satisfaction that their comment is helping people so what have we got here straight up we've got a link to instagram no idea what this is about so let's see okay shit yeah so i wanted to read this out to you so this, this is the sort of person that is a walloper. So I know that there's obviously going to be different ways to, to talk about this out there and online. But so to be extremely online means to be closely engaged with internet culture. 
People said to be extremely online often believe that online posts are very important. You know, that is fucking so true. And I'm sure the comments right here are so full of fucking wallopers. I'm going to close that immediately before I get bogged down in that because I only got 17 minutes to get through all the rest of the wallopers that we have on the show here tonight. But just yet. Yeah, so it's a fucking lame wad shite hawk of an american fucking expression you know oh they're extremely online like is that really the best that you could do they're fucking wallopers so that type of fucking person people that believe that online storms and teacups should actually affect people in real life all of that it all to the walloping banner and we are going to keep on trying to define this as the weeks go on now here we go here we've got some walloping sins being committed immediately just in this man's profile picture so we're going we're going top off fucking taking a picture of himself as a man in gray fucking sweatpants and a mirror with like abs it's like okay we get it his name i don't even want to read that out actually fuck i won't give out his twitter name but uh here we go here's his opinion that he tweeted out into the fucking abyss here honestly one of the most annoying things about lingering COVID-related restrictions is that a lot of restaurants still say their bathrooms are not working. Especially in NYC, I've almost peed my pants a few times because, because places say, because places still say it even with restrictions lifted. Also, I pee a lot, so I'm a compromised source on this. Listen here, you fucking walloper. You have just tried to make COVID absolutely all about you and the the subtext, the implication here is that the worst thing about COVID is that you've almost pissed your pants. This is like, do you need to get fucking help? This is just not good. You can't just keep running around thinking like this. You are a fucking walloper. But you're also like, I think like this guy is actually potentially worse. So we've got a potential shooter on our hands here. So I would be extremely fucking careful around this extremely online guy and also who writes a comment like also i pee a lot so i'm a compromised source on this who gives a flying fuck what you piss like pal what are you doing on here and if you're a compromised source on this why did you write a much bigger fucking tweet about it above what are you doing and then i believe there was also a further reply there but i obviously haven't screenshotted that so he's off the hook for that but he is a fucking walloper Oh my god, so I found this guy, right? And I'm not fucking joking with you. There is this guy out here. And I feel like this guy feels like he's extremely online. But I just don't think that he's quite gathered it. Because his Twitter bio is signed, right? So it's like, I won't give his name. But it's signed, his initials are AM. And so the end of his bio is AM. So here's his full bio. All my views are my own. Retweets are not endorsements. AM. So, here's his latest tweet for shits and gigs, okay? It's retweeting a picture of him up a mountain, dead on, you know, a total middle-aged man selfie. And uh, it says, uh, said hat and face, dot, 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 AM. He signs off every single tweet with his initials. Are you having a fucking giraffe? No, this is fucking true. So, here we go. Look at this walloper. Look wallopping is never in isolation i tell you every single time once you catch one there's usually going to be more on the exact same profile so here we go sharing the map of his hike route absolutely walloping behavior nobody gives a fuck okay new hat new route same red face am <laughs> oh shit uh 
Here we go. Another picture at the top of a mountain. Steeper than I remember. AM. Here he is trying to get Mark Hamill to like a tweet. And nobody's liked it. He's <laughs> trying hard to get Mark Hamill to like it. And nobody's liked it. So this dude's just signing off all his fucking tweets. Like, I couldn't believe it. Halfway to Christmas AM. Man, this guy's patter is so, so bad. What sort of bird is this? It really wants a bit of my sausage supper at Castle Grounds in Antrim, Northern Ireland. And there's a picture of a bird. Like, get a fucking life. What are you doing, bro? What are you doing, broski? These cows are very interested in the matter. AM. Picture of two cows. Tree down on the mill race trail. Ambra. AM. Thanks, mate. Didn't realise you were the fucking tree down police. Lockdown music has forged some gems. AM. Linked to a Bell X1 song. Yawn. Yawn. Ugh, he's talking about soccer. Bite me, bite me, bite me. Here we go. Here's a fucking joke he thought fucking was a clicker. DUP leaderships are like elections. These... Blah, blah, fuck, excuse me. Sorry, I um, almost fucked you up there. DD. Uh, DUP leadership elections are like buses. You wait for 50 years and then two come along at once. But I'm... AM. Oh, I put the I put the rim shot in there for him though. Anyway, someone signing off all their tweets. Have you ever seen anything so middle aged? What the fuck? Who let that man anywhere near a computer? You just get on with feeding the fucking birds, pal. Don't even worry about it. Okay, here we go. So I had to kind of go. Now you know. <laughs> Uh, hang on, let's do a time check. 11, 17, 16, 11, 15, 11, 14, 11, 13, 11, 12, 11, 11. Make a wish. All right, so we're almost fucking done here. Let's check in with our only cans. How's, how's the tropical stout going? Yeah, that was good. You know, I was all kinds of worried about what a tropical stout was going to go. It just sounds so counterintuitive. It's like, oh, tropical stout, chocolate teapot, tits on a nun. You know, just like all these things that you would assume are just totally pointless. But that was pretty fucking drinkable. Okay. All right. 10 minutes, 30 seconds to go. What do we got now? Is the question going to be, are we going to be trying to fucking cram things in? Or are we going to be fucking trying to riff for two, two full minutes at the end and me absolutely struggling for time who knows what way that's gonna go punkadella files but so much fucking drama on the show here tonight because of it holy fuck okay so this was some fucking bs i had to go full karen on during the week and i know i always say it like it's just easier to not wallop than it is to wallop but like also walloping has like you're putting an opinion out there into the world via public profile so it's all like your fair game at that point okay you're fucking fair game but if I if you do something disgusting, like I can report you. I don't wouldn't consider that fucking walloping. Like, and you can just so this page was just like when you follow a hashtag. So it was a hashtag for like keto recipes. Because like, well, fucking not recently, but sometimes me and my my, my girlfriend be on that diet, right? And um, but like, so you just follow the hashtag instead of you know the pages, you know, because it's like oh that's easier. But like, I've seen these memes. Like, what the fuck am I reading this? horrible fucking trash for why is this in my fucking timeline get the fuck out of my life please and it was like they, uh, this man and woman that were married both died of cancer it was like the most horrendous story you'd ever read and i was like 
what the fuck is going on before my eyes? Like, how am I seeing this? And it was using the fucking hashtag keto recipes. I was like, how the fuck does that relate? So it's just all these bitches that are in fucking pyramid schemes trying to sell people uh, electrolyte fucking powders to make drinks out of and fucking exogenous ketones, I can only presume. Um, just, yeah, pyramid scheme shit. Fucking dumb white bitch shit. Anyway, so here's the fucking comments underneath, okay? Uh, using this story to advertise a fucking smoothie? Unfollowed. Uh, this post is pathetic. Who the hell raised you? Why the fuck are you using some person's death to advertise? Just take a picture of your fucking smoothie and advertise instead of using pics like these. This is horrible. Okay, so now there you go. You've been brought into this world. Now you get a fucking flavor of what's going on in this fucking comment section. So this one fucking balloon account weighs in with this humdinger. Marriage only counts if it is consummated. Hashtag true story. And the fucker's got four likes. Four likes. Every single person there, absolute wallopers. We should fucking line them up against up against the wall and fucking throw dildos at them till they're dead. That is fucking crazy. Getting in there, getting on that. Anyway, I went full Karen. Anyway, I reported the picture for every single category that I could. You know when you report it and it goes away, but then you can hit show post so you can report it again in a different category. And then the profile itself and then... I think they eventually always just get back to these things and we're like, oh, we didn't find anything going on here because this account promotes fucking, <laughs> uh, you know, spans on adverts. So, well, that's a conspiracy theory anyway, but here we go. Okay, so here we go. Uh, now, I know I could be splitting the room on this one because there is a, a line between Walloper watching probably and um, giving people what's known as common human decency, but like... Fuck all that fucking noise for a start. That's not fucking good podcasting. So here's the point here. Here's some boy tweeting. So this is the point as well. What a fucking hypocrite, right? He's tweeting a picture of fucking Matt Hancock's wife coming out of the house the other week, right? She's got sunglasses on. There's there's fucking uh, paparazzi everywhere, paparazzi. And he's saying, hasn't Matt Hancock's family enough to be dealing with such a gross invasion of her space and privacy? Like, who the fuck are you? Do you know her? Are you a fucking close family friend? Why are you fucking sharing pictures? Aren't you continuing the fucking invasion of privacy just by doing that? I hate hypocrisy. And then I retweeted that and said, nah, fuck her too, to be honest. Because here's the fucking thing. Like, can you imagine being a white knight for a Tory politician's wife when she is at best, at best, just lounging around all day doing nothing, sponging off the fucking taxpayer. And, like, at worst, who the fuck knows? Like, was this woman visiting Epstein's Island? You know, I'm not one to start just a random rumour totally wildly out of the fucking blue like that. But, like, let's get a fucking looked into. Like, is she fucking running guns into Syria? What's this woman up to? Her husband was health minister. Are you telling me there's nothing that's been signed into her name that's been fucking funded by selling off parts of the NHS? Or are we all just pretending that this, like, what? Like, come on. There are bound to be skeletons in fucking closets here. And I want everything to come out of the closet. Let's fucking go. Um, so, and then it's just like, also, like, can, can we not just hate politicians anymore? What the fuck? Like, they are there to be hated. They're fucking scum. They're the fucking worst. They're just, they're... They're up there play-acting that there's a fucking moral front on everything when it's just cold hard business at the end of the day and fucking corporations rule everything. But there's this pantomime, this fucking soap opera that has to fucking play out at so many fucking levels and they don't give a flying fuck how it impacts people 
on any fucking level, like, because, like, you know, as working class people have always been able to complain, but, like, now, like, middle class and, like, upper class, unless you're the fucking 1% anymore, like, you're just fucking designed to be getting fucked by governments who are just moving fucking money from your pockets to theirs, and it just seems to be a race to the fucking bottom. I've told you this before, my fucking outlook on politics is be as pessimistic as possible and you will only ever be mildly disappointed and that's the best result you can ever fucking hope for case fucking closed stop voting what the fuck is the point like here we go so here were the headlines when i logged into loudersound.co.uk.com whatever it is the other day so this is like one of the world's leading sources on rock journalism i would say like you know, classic rock magazine and Metal Hammer are the bastion of, you know, people discovering new stuff in the UK, or certainly were maybe 10 years ago, or were just for me, or maybe I just like magazines, maybe that's totally anachronistic, but their websites obviously have a life of their own there as well, so I would assume that they do, I, I would, let's assume that they have a certain relative relevance still for the purposes of this Here's their fucking headlines the other day. Matt Berry's first two albums to get vinyl reissues. Marilyn Manson faces rape, human trafficking, unlawful imprisonment, lawsuit from another ex-girlfriend. Clown says Slipknot hated each other when they made Iowa. Aerosmith vs. Aretha Franklin mashup is the best song you'll hear today. A Colombian artist is painting brutal artwork for every song on Kill Em All. Jason Isbell has turned Metallica's sad but true in a gritty country rock rave up. So it's just like, how can this be the most important news in the world of rock? How the fuck can this be what needs to be the banner headlines on one of the, on this fucking site? Like, Matt Berry, he's an actor. Marilyn Manson fucking was mean to women. Boo fucking who? It's fucking Marilyn Manson. Slipknot. Okay, fair enough. But, like, haven't done anything musically in ages. Alright, it's the anniversary of Iowa, and that's obviously where this is coming from. They're just trying to sell that magazine. But, do the billionaire class bands really need to be shouted out in the headlines every single week, even when they're not doing anything? Aerosmith vs. Aretha Franklin mashup is best song you'll hear today. Some cunt pot in a fucking cut together, cut and paste fucking video on YouTube is the best song I'll hear today. Well, thanks every journalist in that fucking office for getting off your ass and doing some fucking work. That's fucking fantastic. I'm sure you don't get sent fucking music musicians fucking demos all day long. I'm sure that's not a thing. A Colombian artist is painting brutal artwork for every song on Kill Em All. So there we go, Metallica, another fucking billionaire class band getting into the headlines. Good for this Colombian artist. To be honest, that's the headline that I'm probably most interested on here, interested in on here. And Jason Isbell has turned Metallica's Sad But True into a gritty country rock rave up. Okay, sounds interesting enough, in fairness, but it's just promoting the fact that Metallica are just about to go hug, promoting whatever it is, 25 years, 20 years, 30 years, I'm not sure, of the Black Album. So, um whatever you know of course but like no new bands are making new music like really what the fuck wallopers here's one from cringe pics on reddit what is your favorite pokemon and why and the response is incineroar i don't know just kind of reminds me of my bad temper and violent tendencies <laughs> all right you fucking bad man you are fucking oh shit so uh, yeah walloper and then running out of time here one minute 37 36 uh remember that prostitute that we were talking about the other week um so her tweet there during the week when you're just that hood you get in good with the hotel manager and it's a picture of her posing in lingerie in the hotel mirror and then the text is from the hotel manager says hey how you doing if you need towels etc let me know it's like he's trying to fucking 
fuck you like there's no doubt about it he's seen you coming and with your hairstyle and i'm sure there were some of your tattoos on show so i'm sure he fucking worked backwards from there or looked at your fucking botox face and fucking just worked it out and knows what's going on he's hoping that you'll need fucking uh tiles in there later on the wipe is fucking come off you so uh say that's more what's going on you're not that hood wouldn't worry about it and then there's also a walloper and her replies here saying you're amazing from the last strain of her and it's like what you obviously meant strand strain oh you're gross you're disgusting you're a walloper get out of there so this last guy this was posted in the doomed and stone a music a group about uh, doom metal and this guy says does anyone else's dog completely zone out when listening to electric wizard uh, 30 seconds to go kind of like giving him a tranquilizer he absolutely loves him listen fuck off you, like who the fuck is gonna swallow that this guy's dog zones out while electric wizard's on like what the fuck is going on your dog has fucking mental problems then because that is doom metal that's all about fucking drugs and murder they literally have a song called legalized drugs and murder great band i like them a whole lot but i'm just saying this guy's probably fucking lying Nine times out of ten, this guy's lying about his dog loving Electric Wizard, and he's just looking for attention because he's a walloper. Peace, love, punkadelic, out. <laughs>